0: Now, as mentioned before, we are talking about female leaders in the Bible. This is a very important topic, and I really do hope that we normalize this conversation and we normalize the celebration of female leadership. So we're going to celebrate female leaders within the Bible and their accomplishments, the things that they did. You know, the first thing I want to say before we get into this discussion is it is unhealthy. And I think, um, so Danny and I were just uh, discussing it right now. And then we pulled out our phones just to Google so that we have a perspective of who those women are and what exactly are their accomplishments but personally I want to say that if uh, if if that become, if that is the case, that every time we have to discuss female leaders in the Bible, then we have to Google them, mm-hmm. that on its own shows that we have a problem. Um, it, we, we don't research them enough and we don't celebrate them enough. I mean, the number of times I've heard people celebrating King David and his accomplishments. You know, there's so much we know about him. He ran into the caves. He ran away from his enemy. He fought off uh, and rescued. Israel from uh, their enemies and became king um, he he sinned and repented um, his son sinned against him and he treated he all his enemies with kindness and mercy the same mercy that God showed him and I could count King Samson uh, we can count um, um, Samson as the strong one right yeah, And then Solomon, King Solomon, Samson wasn't a king. Uh, king Solomon, uh, we can talk about Joshua, we can talk about Moses, we can talk about Abraham, uh, Israel, all of these great male leaders. Um, and I've often heard a lot of people talk about Sarah. Uh, who we know a lot because her story is very tied to Abraham. You mm-hmm. can't talk about Abraham without mentioning how significant Sarah was to his life. Some of his best and worst decisions centered around her, mm-hmm. right? Um, th- there was no nation without Sarah. That's you know, true. that's woman number one. <laughs> so firstly, I just want to say that let's, let's, let's normalize this conversation. Let's make this an, a common celebration. Female leaders, not only those that are in the Bible uh, from those times, but those that are within our own lifetimes. Let's celebrate them. Let's do it verbally. Let's take the moment during this woman's month and say, you know, there was a woman who led me through this time. Because we often just only celebrate our mothers, which I feel like like it doesn't go stretch beyond and normalize the idea of celebrating women in general so it's either our mothers and some of us will say our wives you know and our partners yes (laughs) yes so tell me what your thoughts are Danny
1: wow so first I think um people who so if you're listening to us right now and you think you know but women shouldn't this and that uh you need to go to Joel 2 you know, where it's foretold that there will be a time when God would pour out His Spirit on all flesh. And then it adds this on, in verse 28, your sons and daughters will prophesy. You know, and this is very deep because Peter confirms this on the day of Pentecost, that it's all true today. Any daughter of God has the full rights and privilege to declare his word, to testify salvation and prophesy by his spirit. So I think it's very important for us to, to be accepted, accepting of the fact that women are called to not just share the gospel you know, on a one-on-one basis, but mm. to have positions of power in the church. You know, one thing I've noticed, um, and I think all genders do this, mm-hmm. you know, when, whenever we're looking, when women want to discredit men, they find the worst example, true, <laughs> you true. know? Yeah. And when men want to discredit women, they jump to Jezebel, you know? You know, so we, we have to be careful, you know, if God is used, I mean, we accept literally that God used a donkey mm. to speak in Scripture. If God can use a donkey, oh, I that's mean, a
0: powerful what about a woman? Yo, that's a powerful perspective. You
1: get me, yo. Gilman? So we have to really question ourselves as men and and accept that. I mean, they literally. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I'm married to a woman who is who God uses in ministry very strongly, and it's it's beautiful. I, mm. I think we all. um Need to not just, not make it a by the way subject. Now, and I'm really agreeing with what Given said earlier. Like, you know, the fact that we have to pull up scripture and to, to call out these names. Mm. And we can't just all be. And I mean, we know Proverbs 31, woman. Yep. And we fight it. <laughs> just because yeah. we've seen all, all kinds of random things attached to it. Um, Esther. Everyone mm. talks about Esther, mm. Deborah. For me, I've I've heard Deborah come up a lot from my wife.
0: Oh, you understand? Not yeah.
1: not not really pulpits, you know. And mm-hmm. um, Sarah, like you you mentioned, mm-hmm. but what a, um, Mary Magdalene? Yes, yes. You know, and we we forget that these are the people who literally were there. When Christ was being crucified, first the other Mary first to find Christ mm-hmm. um, after his resurrection. Mm-hmm. You know, so technically speaking, she's the first to testify. It was women who were the first to testify that Christ has, resurrected. has risen. Like the best message ever. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't exclude women from this, and yeah, and I think as men we have to accept. That there's a problem here, and it's a problem that women have complained about, even in their respective fields. Mm. You know, what I mean, it's just recently that we found out that the calculations, that the most ca- important calculations that were made by NASA, mm-hmm. you know, to for with the trip going to the moon mm-hmm. was done by a woman. Imagine, you know. Okay. So, why are we, why are we not accepting that? That God can use women, that mm. God has enabled women, mm. you know, and if they are our helpers, I mean, think of it this way. If I need to pull a truck mm-hmm. that is stuck, won't I need a truck that's equally Of the same weight. (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) brilliant. Something even heavier. (laughs) That's brilliant. You know, so if someone is meant to help you, they will have to be of your stature, Mm. of your level. Mm. You know, so let's not undermine women in the church. Let's accept that God uses brilliant women, He makes brilliant women. I
0: think the, the, the confusion is with our understanding of the word help. Yes. um we have We have a very, Ooh. very bad we have a very bad connotation, you know yeah um, very few people want to be known as the ones who helped. Yes uh, they, all, all of us want to be known as the ones who made the thing happen. happen. We were at the forefront of making it happen, and I think what we forget is the mm. fact that God sent the Holy Spirit as a helper mm. and mm. and the Holy Spirit wears that title proudly. proudly. And yes. boldly. Yes. And you do not want to mess with the Holy Spirit. No, you don't. You know, even Jesus said, like, yeah, you, you blaspheme against the Father. Okay. Mm. Against the Son. Okay. Okay. But the Holy Spirit, (laughs) hold up, homie. (laughs) What you doing, my homie? Hold up, homie. (laughs) So we have to understand that if the Holy Spirit is able to wear that title so boldly and fearlessly, Mm -hmm. right? And fierce, like we need to understand that there's something about being a helper that is in heaven viewed with a sense of reverence mm. where we have, have have just submitted to the fact that the world views it this way. Mm. Therefore, I don't want it upon myself. I reject it, mm. right? And I think that happens a lot with a lot of positions that the Bible asks us to assume. The position, the leaders will become the servants. So now because the world views the term servant as Mm. something terrible, where like, no, the Bible is trying to promote being a slave, Mm. yada, yada, Mm. yada. And that's not the case. It's trying to teach that if you are the greatest among the people, then you are the master at taking care of people, right? You are the master at serving them and protecting them. The greatest warrior is not the one who's able to defend him and the few soldiers around him, Mm. right? It's the one who protected the entire kingdom. Mm. That's a warlord. Yes. Right, yes. yeah, who's able to sit down and strategize in that manner, so that's what we need to understand about the term helper mm. um it 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 really bears a lot of weight it's the same title that the Holy Spirit uh, uh, bears himself mm-hmm. now to mention. You know, other women as well that played a very, very big role. And I know this happens, unfortunately, quite a lot that references made back to Eve and the mistake she made. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we were to do that with men in the Bible, we would not finish. (laughs) (laughs) We would
1: not finish. (laughs) (laughs) You're Samson.
0: You know what? (laughs) You know what? We would literally. And the thing is, the decisions are so dumb. Like, how does Samson not see through Delilah? Like, Delilah was so obvious. Like she literally was like, dude, I'm going to betray you.
1: <laughs> no, given, that's what I'm saying. Our biases kick in mm. when we want to pull out uh, certain ideas. Yeah. And it's easy to discredit anyone. Mm. It's easy. If, if you're a man who wants to discredit women, you'll find the example. If you're a woman who wants to uh, discredit men, you'll find the examples. But yes, something we cannot deny. When God said, let us make man in our own image, mm. it says he made them both male and, and fee- female. Yes. So female is the image of God. Mm. And to undermine that image is you undermining God. Mm. You, mm. you get me? And if there is a feminine aspect to God, because when he produces his image, Mm -hmm. you find both male and female. Then it also explains why the Holy Spirit has the same role as the the woman, Mm. the helper. Mm. But there's also another thing. The Holy Spirit is also called the comforter. Exactly. And if if we, we all know women carry that that grace to comfort mm. you know so i i I've, i'm just in the place in my life where i think we undermine what we don't understand and because yes. men have a a greater voice we we praise that which is more like us yes the physical yes. strength mm. oh and that's
0: so true you you get me that's true it's it's mm. what
1: we can relate to so we we will Focus on that, but given think about it this way, how many men even end up like right now, the suicide rate Mm. amongst men is so high because when emotionally we crumble, we end up taking our lives. Mm.
0: Mm. But Mm.
1: women Mm. endure when emotionally faced with trouble, yeah. So we we have to look at it and admire that just because we are not female yeah <laughs> just because it's not our strength it's not our image does not give us the right to undermine it yes in fact we need to appreciate it even though we are not
0: oof yeah, no, I know. We've gone in. <laughs> We've really, really gone in. Um, so we're going to have to end it there, unfortunately, uh, to also just give room for our devotion for this evening, uh, which Mr. Charles Dutoy is going to be leading us into. But this has been an amazing, amazing conversation. And of course, we, we cannot finish all the characters in the Bible, um, the, the female characters that God has done wonders through. Um, I mean, in, in and, and the things that they've had to, to endure the, the 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 places that they've had to follow those great men, men of God and help them and assist them in building whatever it is that God has tasked those women, those men to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even just to say that a woman can only appreciate it in that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many women who, I mean, even in our own era, who there's a, a film I mentioned last last week. Actually, I think I mentioned it last week. I think it's called Woman Warrior. Uh, yeah. viola davis is starring yes. i'm so excited to watch that film wow. like i really hope they do it justice right
1: i pray they do it justice Yo,
0: and considering that it's based in nigeria right wow. like i really really <laughs> want to see what they're going to do with it because i would love for it to actually in real life there have been without a doubt when it comes to being in the army men tend to be preferable because of our build, because of our stamina, because of the size of our lungs. We're able to um, um, just run for longer, basically. We don't lose physical um, 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 stability and ability. We're very agile and we learn quickly. It is without a doubt we are the more preferred uh, of the two. However, it cannot be denied the number of women that have led women and men into war right and yeah. not to say that this is about war but like we're talking about in all spheres there are some spheres where women thrive and men just can't compete like for example in, in any in, in office back when men and women worked with their hands men thrived but now we're moving towards an era where it's brain power mm. and women are thriving
1: and bro <laughs> multitasking let's you talk know about what I multitasking mean. don't start me Danny <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, we know women are multitasking. Eh? They've
2: been at it. Yeah, no, that's true. Celebrating women in Bible and in the Bible and what they accomplished. Right now, as you probably can fancy a guess, that would be one of the one first things that I would like to mention is obviously Esther. We did uh, did the book of Esther in the, um, the hard ask as well. But I want to, to, to actually illustrate to you the fact that when we talk about Esther and we talk about the Queen Esther, we do not necessarily understand actually what is happening in the entire context because we want it to be beautiful and we want the story of Queen Esther to be romantic, <laughs> which in actually fact it was not, right? So what? Let's, let's discuss it in the broader context real quick. Esther was uh, um, was known as Hadassah. She was then taken from uh, the Jewish Jewish citizenship where she was staying. And then she was taken to a harem um, for the Queen uh, Ahasferos or Queen Xerxes. Uh, they're the same person. If you ever watch the movie 300, uh, do remember, I'm not propagating that you should watch the movie 300. I know there's nude season in 300, but if you do ever watch it, uh, that that you would realize that that king, the Persian king in 300, King Xerxes, is the same king that features in the book of Esther, right? That guy. Now, he had this very, very, very over self-confidence in himself. He over, I almost want to say he had this overindulgence in himself, right? To the extent that he believed that he was a god. Right then, he called all his people and all those, uh, all his friends and enemies to sit in his kingdom, and he wanted to show them the beauty of his kingdom and wanted to show them his worth. And then he brought in the uh, all these treasures and everything, and then he wanted to put the cream and the cherry on top, and that is by that was according to him by calling his queen, Queen Vashti, at that stage, and he called her. Now, depending on certain translations. It can be understood that he asked her to come to the to the um to his throne room wearing a crown that's some translations but other translations actually say wearing only the crown right so he wanted to parade this poor girl nude in front of all his drunken friends and that's why she refused to actually come then we get Esther on the scene now Esther comes in obviously she has this terrible um I almost want to say she has this terrible experience because she has to stay in the harem. She needs to eat certain amount of foods, certain foods that she needs to be kept pure and beautiful. Luckily, Haggai gets a liking in her. He's the guy from the harem, one of the Enoch's in in the harem. And then this girl is obviously stayed there and trained there. And then she's on the short list to meet the king. And then she's placed in a second harem. Right. And then from that second RMC, at least she the the king spends uh, one night with each of these, and then he at long last she gets her night with the king, right? This is the interesting thing because now that's where we know that he uh, falls in love with her. But when we see falling in love with her, we immediately go to the beautiful romantic comedy movies that Hollywood is spewing at us at an alarming rate. That's what we feel is falling in love and how she perceived it. They were sitting dinner. she was, I don't know, touching his hand, uh, smiling politely while looking down. Whatever the case might be. That was not at all the experience that Esther had with King Xerxes. She had to impress him sexually, right? Now, can you imagine just for a moment, what it was like for a Jewish girl to need to do that with a Persian king, someone she never met, someone she probably did not like, and she had to do that in order to live, right? That is actually what's taking place. She had to leave her entire traditional religious system behind, unfortunately, right? She was humiliated according not not according to her standards and her tradition and her religion right that's what happened this is not good this is not good news right now now you need to remember then mordecai came and said listen the jews are going to be killed you need to go and speak to the king and she was scared and we're like why are you scared because remember remember we're living in the year 2022 feminine feminism is at its prime now right Women have got a say in everything. That was not again. That was not the case with Esther. And remember, she was the queen because the previous queen was killed because of, of what she did to the king. She humiliated the king. Now this queen need to go into a place uh, in response to not being invited where the other queen did not want to go when she was invited. Now she needs to go in. Uh, and and present herself to the king and make a statement. And Esther, in all boldness, uh, after three days fasting, went in, made a statement to the king, and did not... Um, this is where the amazing things come in, with the, the, um, where Jesus says, We be kind as doves and wise as serpents. Esther came in and spoke to the king and said, Listen, all I want of you is that you and Haman must come and eat at my house. Right? Nothing about the Jews being persecuted, nothing about the Jews going to get killed, nothing like that. She just said, come over to my place, come eat with me, I'm preparing a feast, have some time with me. And in that doing, and she did obviously two times, and the second time she was able to tell him about the plan to kill the Jews, and then save her people. But... To us, it's this beautiful story of power of woman, you know, and it is, do not get me wrong, it is a beautiful story and it does illustrate the power of woman. But we need to understand that in order for you to become powerful like Queen Esther did become powerful, she had to make tremendous sacrifices, right? She had to make tremendous sacrifices to become the queen. Now, please. Please, please, try and see what I'm trying to illustrate with this thing. That it's going to cost you to have an influence. But what I'm also trying to tell you is do not think that your husband or your boyfriend or anybody like that is King Xerxes and you need to sleep with him and have sex with him in order for you to become and grow in power. That is not your story, Right? This is what part of what is happening in the book of Esther is God showing that he can do miraculous things from bad situations. That was the bad situation. Esther's situation with Xerxes was a bad situation. One of the good things that came from that situation is the saving of the Jews. Now, what I'm trying to say is do not replicate that. Celebrate it and see that God can do good things from it. But do not replicate it in your own life in the sense that you also uh, want to live these bad things or experience these bad things. And uh, I know we, I said we're going to celebrate women and, and the rise of women and everything. And we've got an entire month left in which I can give you more biblical examples of great godly leaders that were women. But I felt if we were celebrating women now with Women's Day being passed, perhaps Esther is the best story to use and to celebrate it with.